Welcome to Trailer Therapy, a podcast about trailers, media, and entertainment hosted by your two best frenemies. Hey, I'm your host, Brian Wynn, along with my fellow host, Brian McKinney. Hey, I'm Brian McKinney, and welcome back to another session of Trailer Therapy. This is a monumentous moment, and you know why? Double digits, baby. Yeah, episode 10. That's it. (laughs) You know, alongside it was actually a really good week in trailers. But other than that, we hit episode 10. And uh, yeah, that's always a really super great feeling. We've been doing this 10 weeks in a row. It's been a couple months. We're pros. I mean, (laughs) could can't it won't get better than this, right? (laughs) Yeah, we totally didn't have like technical difficulties right before this. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's every every trailer or every podcast that I listen to now, I judge myself by, and I always look and see what their episode count is, and they're always at like three hundred and fifty or like seven hundred. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) ten seven hundred. You know, you can't get to 350 without getting to 10 first. So um, I'm proud of us because, you know, until a certain point, you know, this really isn't our full-time gig, even though we do treat it and we really put the amount of consideration and time into it like a full-time job. But like, you know, this is definitely like a side project for me and you. So like for us to be able to kind of incorporate this into our workflow, week after week after week it's just i'm you know hey i'm proud of us yeah i am too and you know it makes it that extra special because probably maybe close to like once a day a different person will be like hey i love the podcast you guys are doing a great job it's really helpful uh and that's that's amazing you know that's definitely makes it worth it for for me and i know it does for you as well yeah it's uh you know it's funny because you know we're I feel like any podcast, especially since we've been sharing it with our peers in the industry and stuff, we were always going to get that initial after episode one push where people are like, hey, you know, congrats on setting up a new podcast and stuff, you know, loving all this stuff there. But, you know, that seems to always sort of taper off. I think any sort of excitement after weeks after weeks seems to taper off and stuff. But for us to be able to continually grow one, our Discord audience, two, the amount of submissions we've been getting, and, you know, just overall the online support for it has been really, really cool. Like, I am just genuinely surprised more than, like, 10 to 20 people listen to this (laughs) podcast every week and stuff. So for us to be able to, that's literally the only motivating factor for me to continually, like, set aside time to do this and it's literally because people have been reaching out every single day on this podcast and it's been great i feel like it's all walks of life really that reaches out whether they're just setting up their doll for the first time or if it's someone in the industry you know reaching out and talking about it you know and it's always great and i feel like it's only gonna allow our podcast to sort of improve in the way that you know a lot of the information we're getting Um, and you know, whether people want to add to the format that we have and have any sort of corrections and stuff, I feel like everyone's been on that road of, you know, benefiting us in terms of like, uh, adding their own insights to everything. So I think overall it's been really, really, really cool. Yeah. It's such a great industry and there's so many people who have been around for so long and who do so much work behind the scenes that we don't know about. And they're sharing things with us every week as we're doing this and giving their feedback and pointing out things that they really enjoyed. So it's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And you know, and if there's ever a chance to get more insight on any of these things, I feel like, uh, 
uh, this will be a slow burn week after week where we might learn things as well. And we are always uh, stoked to uh, make corrections on stuff and add to our Discord all the additional information. Yeah, it's like a living document <laughs> over there. Yeah, exactly. Cool, yeah. So uh, it's Sunday night for us recording here. What have you been up to? Man, it is Sunday night. Well, I've been watching some movies and playing some games. Um, movie in particular I just finished um, this past uh, weekend was Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. It was good. Is that your first time you didn't see it in... No, it was seventy-three uh, millimeter IMAX double <laughs> screen X. Or anything. Yeah, you can you can really feel the heat in <laughs> in IMAX. But no, I I didn't get a chance to watch it, and I've learned time after time that uh, it's uh, it's much easier for me to watch things as they drop on de- on demand, I guess, and I just I buy them uh, as soon as they come out. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was cool, and um, I wanted to support uh, Nolan and his uh, belief on physical media and stuff. So I went out and bought a copy, you know. So, okay. uh, yeah, there's that. And um, the Steam sale just uh, ended last week, and I decided I'm like, you know what? I really want to abuse my wallet, and I ended up just buying way too many games. And I think out of all the games I've been buying, I only really started playing one, which was the Telltale Walking Dead game. Oh, nice. Yeah, never played it. And I remember when I was working at GameStop, we were selling it all the time. And I just was selling it so much that I was just like, it can't be that good. And I just never played it. But they like offered the entire saga for like $10. So I was like, you know what? This might be a good holiday game, you know. I'm 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 in. I'm in my snuggie. I have a warm <laughs> cup of coffee. I'm just gonna, you know, play that. <laughs> but other than that, we've just, we've just been doing the holiday decorations and stuff. So it's like setting up the Christmas tree, setting up the Christmas lights, putting out all the the Christmas doodads and stuff. So that's been my day to day, you know, just cause I feel like my kids at this age right now where he's like recognizing Christmas a lot more and getting more excited about it. So it kind of motivated us this year to really like go hard on Christmas. Yeah. It, that doesn't end for a long, long time. So <laughs> yeah, so, that'll, that'll yeah. keep happening. We, uh, exactly. we, you know, you know, there's like the 12 foot skeletons that everyone talks about for Halloween. Yeah. We got one of those things this year, finally. And then, but we also got like a 12 or 13 foot Jack Skellington for Halloween in our backyard. And he's awesome. But then, like, all right, Halloween's over. What are we going to do with this guy? I'm like, we found a, uh, a Santa Claus costume for him. So we're going to be decorating him in the Santa Claus costume. But we have to take him down and take him apart. And it's kind of a project. So that's something we'll be doing pretty soon, too. But yeah, it's never ending. The holidays just keep coming. Do you have? Do you just have like a walk-in closet that's just skeleton bones? Uh, Ten months out of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's called a seven by ten storage unit uh, <laughs> down the street <laughs> right now. That's where we're at. But um, yeah, we we've been doing the same thing. Today we went to a uh, a holiday Christmas spectacular at Purdue, which was a lot of fun. And yeah, I've been watching some movies as well. Um, I just watched the new Mission Impossible the other night, um, which might be foreshadowing, Dead Reckoning. It was actually really good. I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, And I watched Gran Turismo with my daughter the other day. She loves the game, and she, like, yeah, wants to be a race car driver someday. And we finally watched that together. And that was much better than I expected. You know, it got, like, kind of some flack from the critics. And and, uh, overall, I thought it was an enjoyable 
movie about video games and you know it's a true story as well about a video game player who got drafted to drive race cars and still drives professionally <laughs> man that's really cool I, I remember watching the campaign for that and i was you know when you kind of think about a video game adaptation especially since this one wasn't as hyped up as like some other video game adaptations we might be talking about later foreshadow um but like in general it, it was one of those things where i, I felt like it was it looked fun you know it, it came out in the perfect time for it and uh i think it like relatively did well in theaters you know i think it's doing much better now that it's like converted over to uh demand but yeah uh that's a good one yeah it's definitely worth watching it was enjoyable and uh you gotta love you know david harbour and uh legolas and <laughs> yeah, as as a salty marketing executive for um nissan yeah very cool and I've been reading Cujo. Haven't really been playing too many games this week, but um, I've been rereading a lot of Stephen King over the past 10 years. And Cujo is one I haven't read since I was a kid. So almost done with that guy. And then I'm going to watch the movie because I haven't watched that since I was a little kid. Yeah, I, I have, I've actually never watched Cujo before. So if there's ever anyone that's going to recommend me any horror, it'd be you. So <laughs> <laughs> Cujo, yeah, watch it. It's fun. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. In the spirit of the holidays, uh, what we always come to find out is the month of December brings, or the end of November to beginning of December, brings about a full slate of trailers, especially coming off the back end of this strike and everything like that. We are setting our eyes to the first half of 2024, and uh, yeah, we got some uh, pretty killer trailers that came out this week, didn't we? really killer trailers this week there are two that i think we should really focus on um and then mention some others but first off let's talk about furiosa trailer one yeah from warner brothers man the follow-up to fury road fury road right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like it's sunday night i'm losing my mind <laughs> yes fury road mad max fury road such a great movie um yeah what do you want what do you want to say about it it was one, you know, it's always kind of hard to expect what a sequel will be like, especially a sequel to a movie that I felt like had such a visceral sort of impact on one, the marketing campaign uh, and on also just public audiences and stuff. It was like a hard rated R movie, which really leaned into the fact that it was real like violence. And um, it it's very rare to kind of see these kind of uh movies be publicized and just kind of get the same sort of hype that any other typical movie would and you know I remember when the first trailer for the first movie came out I remember I was sitting in theaters I was like oh my god it used like an operatic classical cue and then it was just balls to the wall and stuff so I was really curious because I didn't know much about Furiosa and um, I didn't know how it was gonna translate you know considering it's i think it's like a prequel um it's definitely like yeah, almost yeah. like an it origin story Fury Road or something yeah exactly so like i i just you know thinking about the movie prior to it coming out i just assumed it was like a straight sequel i do love the similar aesthetic that they did for this they have a very specific color balance style and the sure. music was just so good it was uh by Zway um for uh, anyone that was wondering and it was cut by trailer park which i believe cut the first trailer for the first film so 
it's yeah, like you mentioned, it's interesting to see a hard R movie like this get a big blowout sort of campaign behind it, especially considering Fury Road came out. Uh, what what year did it come out? Like twenty nineteen or something? It was before the pandemic, so that like warps my <laughs> perspective yeah. of things. But it's it's the sequel to Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which came out in nineteen eighty five. So yeah. nobody knew what to expect because you're talking about, you know, almost 40 years be- between sequels and it's the same director, George Miller. Yeah, it's uh 2015. I just looked Jeez. it up. Okay. Yeah, so it, it just it was 2019-2015 is very similar yeah. because anything before pandemic seems to lump together. So there you go. That's 30 for 30, 30 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 30 year difference. That's crazy. Math isn't my strong suit. And if I can remember correctly, like the original films and stuff like that, it was kind of like uh, it's kind of like Blade Runner, where it was like a slow burn type success. It was one of those films that really blossomed into like a cult uh, fan favorite and stuff like that. Well, after the, its initial theater release and stuff. Absolutely. So going so going into this movie, uh, the, the Fury Roads that came out in 2015, it automatically had this sense of hype behind it. And uh, yeah, it, it was pulled off really well. And uh, I think I sort of appreciate any sort of movie that relies so much on the footage and the storytelling of the footage um, rather than, you know, uh, having like a recognizable song. I felt like it had the same exact sort of impact um, and it worked really well. I, I, I commend the music on that, uh, especially just because, yeah. I believe it was a, a customized version of one of their catalog tracks yeah which and oh let's also mention that it was in a 5-4 time signature which is pretty unheard of for trailers um i'm not a musician but even i know that right (laughs) i can count (laughs) um yeah so that's very cool and interesting and and unique and gives it that sort of otherness you know the the bizarro-ness that you need for a mad max when you've got like you know ride into Valhalla spray paint silver stuff in your mouth and like you know guys with crazy names and like big metal face masks and like you know yeah it's it's already hard enough to like conceptualize a movie like this but then you know we're all kind of aware of what Junkie XL did with the first film but hypothetically what happens if we never heard that how do we how do we even conceive what this would even sound like or even look like just from a uh, a script or a, a screenwriting standpoint, you know? So, you know, well, listening to this, uh, trailer, it was great because when I first heard it, my first initial instinct was, Oh, maybe they're using chunky Excel score and they just enhanced it. So that's always the biggest compliment to, uh, the, the publisher just because, yes. uh, yeah. you I know, had someone ask like, me, someone yeah. sent me a message and was like, was that because they knew I work in trailers? You're like, Oh, is that, that was great. Was that junky Excel? I'm like, oh, no, actually, yeah. <laughs> It was not, but you know the Zoi guys have worked with Junkie XL and Hans Zimmer over the the years. So yeah. if anyone you know knows how to channel that sort of energy, it's definitely those dudes. Yeah, I was I was just sad not to see uh, the 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 flamethrower guitar guy in the trailer. So that's the only thing holding it back from a perfect perfect trailer for me. <laughs> well, there's always trailer two and trailer. Yeah, three. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh you know, and I also and was very. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. The final trailer is just a clip of him, but like I was actually really surprised to see a brand new cast, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, coming off that huge success that she's had over the last three or four years, uh, starting from Queen's Gambit all the way to Super Mario and yada yada. So like for her to kind of now really take up this mantle, this like big temple film, uh, alongside male lead Chris Hemsworth. You know, it's yeah, just looking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just it was, I remember seeing the comments like this is the most Australian we've ever seen Chris Hemsworth in a movie. <laughs> so it's and it's a it's an Australian uh, director and Australian, you know, based film series as well. So, yeah, it all fits. Yeah. So pretty stoked. <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked. Definitely. But I, I'm actually more stoked <laughs> for, for this next trailer we're going to talk about. Um, and it's an Amazon prime series and it's probably the most exciting thing that I've seen all year for me. And that's fallout season one teaser trailer. Oh boy. Oh man. I got a preface to say that anytime they announce a video game adapting to a like (laughs) TV show slash movie, I think us along with any gamer has their doubts. They hold their breath and we have what we call cautiously optimistic about stuff. And it's just because we've been bred that way because for the longest time, we've always felt that um, Hollywood has taken the basic front page of a game or a book or a movie, whatever it is, and then use that as a bait and switch for whatever project that they're trying to perpetuate, you know, to, to us. So uh, we all held our breath. They showed off the still frames last week. They just showed off just still frames. I was already in love with them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, maybe they just like chose the best still shots, but then footage wise, it's not that good. I'm like, I, you don't know. You never know. And then they dropped the trailer and I must have watched that trailer like six or seven times on repeat. It was one of those things I haven't done since Unsung Hero where I was watching it on my phone and then I paused it. I'm like, nope, this is TV worthy. Like I put it up <laughs> on the TV to watch. And I had to go upstairs and put it on just because it was that good. And it was uh, Totem, once again. Yeah. We, we seem yeah. to always be talking about Totem. They must be doing a lot of good trailers. Yeah, this podcast is just called uh, Trailer Therapy Podcast, talking about Totem again. <laughs> <laughs> so good, yeah. I uh, I sent David a message the other day telling him that, you know, I was definitely jealous because I would kill to, to, do, to do a Fallout trailer. Um, but I loved it. I mean, I, it's hard. you can't, can't be mad at this kind of work. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where the first impression of a piece of a campaign, something as delicate as this, has to be handled with the utmost care. So I remember telling, remember, I remember me and you kind of game plan. We're like, who's going to get this project in and yeah. who's going to be able to work on the music? And if I recall, I remember right in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, Bond released a graphic teaser the first graphic teaser, which is the same sort of uh, old vintage TV screen uh, frequency feedback. And then there was music behind it and they were the ones who did the music. So I remember I'm like, if anyone's going to get the music, it's going to be them. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm stoked. I It's cut by the in-house Amazon team. And uh, yeah, I feel like maybe for trailer, final trailer TV, it might branch out and stuff like that. Who knows? We might still get our chance. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know both of us have been 
begging and sending emails and text messages asking everyone to get us on this campaign i'm like i'm like there's 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 very little i wouldn't do <laughs> for yeah i for i this. already started recording and customs for this like a couple months ago <laughs> just waiting <laughs> yeah exactly you know like maybe they'll like <laughs> billy eilish for this one <laughs> yeah right yeah um know, but yeah i know we've both been playing the games for a long time i started on pc when i was a teenager because I'm yeah. an old man and you're a young man. I, I didn't get into it until like 2009 when uh, uh, a friend of mine showed me Fallout 3. And at the time, I didn't play first-person type games. And then I ended up playing through that, playing through all the DLC, like Anchorage. And then I put it down and I didn't come back to it until Fallout 4 come out. I skipped over New Vegas. I played Fallout 4, which it's is really funny good. because... Play Fallout, New Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I definitely, I definitely will. Well, you know, Fallout Four was so like influential during the PS4 for me, and then to see so many things, I feel like this show is taking uh, inspiration from. It's closer to Fallout Four than it is to, uh, I feel like, any of the previous ones. But it's set in LA, which you know, Four was set in uh, Boston. So this is, you know, hey, it's it's my home turf. I have That's to. That's the fun of the series is that every different game is a new location in the U S and you get to find out some stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, honestly, if they just put as much care into the show, even, even if they put 10% care of, you know, what they put towards the trailer to the show, I'm more than happy. Um, it was a really well done piece and yeah, uh, that if I wish we can give, trailer therapy awards to trailers from the week because if we, they did i would pick I, that know, one it's it's sort of the ones we talk about are the the awards i think <laughs> yeah it's the notable mentions which is uh you know it's always funny because um anyone that knows there's this uh, uh website called playlist and they just put out the top 25 trailers um of the year and they do the honorable mentions and then they definitely do the dishonorable mentions and stuff and it's always fun to be nominated for both <laughs> you know? it's like a, so yeah. golden fleece is what they call it for the uh golden yeah. trailer awards yeah it, you know Razzies. what <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny because i always find ourselves nominated for golden fleece trailer awards so <laughs> we but some of those are the coolest years. trailers right i mean <laughs> you take you make the coolest trailers for maybe the not coolest material and that's yeah. awesome i remember i was i i sat in on my first golden trailer awards and some I, I went by myself it was like 2017 and i sat there and i must have sat i must have accidentally sat somewhere which was like a full vendor and then they went through the golden fleece and someone behind me said oh well you know this movie and this movie they're definitely going to be on this list next year and that was like my sneak peek into knowing what movies were going to be just completely awful oh, <laughs> So, but yeah, but then other than those, there were a lot of great trailers that come out. Unfortunately, not everything we can always cover and stuff. And, um, like some trailers that just came out maybe like an hour ago, um, like Godzilla and Kong, uh, what was it called? And the new empire by Warner brothers. And then aside from, uh, fallout, there were a ton of Amazon trailers that dropped too, alongside Netflix trailers. So we got, the boys season four which i imagine they've been holding their breath to release this after the strike and after their spinoff series did so well they're like boom here you go here's a teaser enjoy more boys content totally and then uh and then yeah they dropped uh, a trailer too for night swim uh just so that you can get a bigger more comprehensive look at see uh, the pool the other side yeah. of the pool <laughs> yeah in 4k <laughs> yes 
And then uh, earlier this week, we got, you know, the Book of Clarence. And uh, it's yeah, just, awesome. yeah, there's just, there's just so many trailers. And it's funny because we went through a week period where we're like, we have no other trailers to talk about because nothing came out this week. And then Over it was followed. It was like, yeah. yeah. It was followed by just an onslaught of trailers. So we're hoping that it keeps up because it gives us more things to talk about. And I'll I'll just note one thing that I caught in both the Furiosa trailer and the Godzilla and Kong uh, New Empire trailer. They do the Green Knight subversive uh, suck back thing where it ends like two sixteenth note early. They both do it, and I think it's cool. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. I, I called it like three or four episodes ago. I'm like, I love that, and that's what they did. Uh, but yeah, so uh, those were all the trailers to come out. Yeah, we're going to have a good good week next week i think of stuff to talk about as well yeah you know like i don't know what strong december movie is coming out to sort of warrant uh any uh big temple trailer but i think that we're all in sort of the habit of watching this stuff at this point in time everyone's at home everyone's going to the movies they're gonna go watch godzilla minus one or any or any of the other movies that are out right now and then they get treated by all this stuff just sort of to plan out the year and I think it's, I don't know, I could be naive to think that a lot of this stuff is really good to release now, too, following the strike for the shareholders and stuff, too, to see that, hey, maybe we do have a good uh, year. Maybe the strike <laughs> didn't do too much. So who knows? Yeah, I, I wonder if trailers affect stock prices. <laughs> I mean, they must, right? I mean, I think I think anything really affects yeah. it. I feel like it's kind of like they drop a trailer and then they drop the buy pre-order tickets now. You know, yeah. that definitely affects it. And I feel like it might affect perception of uh, the higher ups or anything, too, with a good or bad trailer. Last week, we discussed the structure of a trailer queue where we basically went through the three act structure explained, you know, the intro, the second act where you, you know, add tension and the third act with the big reveal and all that stuff. Uh, This week, we're going to get continue that a little bit by talking about the really deep diving into a trailer and discussing the ingredients that go into that trailer. And the one we're going to discuss, we deliberated on and chose one that's one of the top 10 probably of the past you know 15 years and that's mission impossible fallout it's a banger we know it's a banger yeah so you know real quick this came out in 2018 so pre-pandemic but still you know if, if we went back to like a 2012 or like a 2009 trailer then we're kind of getting outside of this like modern era of trailer music and editing that we're in right now. And it wouldn't make sense. So, you know, we didn't want to go too far back, but I think this one really speaks to everybody as like one of the best trailers of all times. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen through the whole thing. It's two and a half minutes. Uh, You can pull it up on YouTube and watch along with us if you want to, but just listen to it because it sounds great. And then after we listen to it, we'll discuss some of the elements and we'll go through and maybe uh, repeat some things and discuss them in depth a little bit. And that's how we're going to do it. Your mission. 
should you choose to accept it? I wonder, did you ever choose not to? The end you always feared is coming. And the blood will be on your hands. The fallout of all your good intentions. You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. This team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Please don't make me go through you. How many times has Hunt's government betrayed him, disavowed him, cast him aside? How long before a man like that has had enough? That's not who we are. Maybe we need to reconsider that. So, how is he? Oh, you know, same old Ethan. I find it best not to look. Boom. I love that trailer. It's one of those trailers where I put it on every now and again just because it's such a master class in everything that we do and everything the value of a good editor, uh, a good song choice, um, something that doesn't get in the way, but at the same time really accentuate what's there. And there's some things to really kind of uh, touch on also because I can see what this custom brief was and how someone that might be newer might interpret it and go really heavy on the Mission Impossible theme. Right. Um, and you know, in context of the picture, you don't even know for the first 30 seconds that it's a mission impossible film. Um, and that's how we got to take it. Like pretend that YouTube doesn't exist where we see the text and it says mission impossible trailer. Boom. There it is. And we don't know that. And we're just sitting in the theater, the, the, the rug pull moment of like, Oh, this is a mission impossible. And that's why everything doesn't even really lean into it until, what the back half of it because the song kind of comes in uh at the studio card at what 39 that's when like yeah, the song comes about, in yep. and then it doesn't even really tease the doesn't even really bring in the actual theme until we get to like what the bicep re <laughs> the, the bicep reload <laughs> scene you know yeah right after that it goes into that motif of the mission impossible theme throughout the end of it for sure but yeah, this is yeah. a trailer that has everything it has every element that like we're ever going to refer to 
in a trailer queue or a trailer, starting with the beginning, right? You've got the pre-trailer trailer. trailer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Was there a technical term for that? If there is, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, Yeah, it has has the, what is it, the button in the the open, you know, just like the pre, yeah, they have those. And it's definitely there just for for YouTube and stuff for people to be like, oh, what is that, you know? So they've got that. Then it kicks into, you know, the intro. It's got an original queue or like a catalog queue or whatever it is in there it's got the imagine dragons friction customized it's got like amazing signature sounds it's using the theme the motif from the mission impossible series i mean that's like every musical thing you could ever be asked for you know normally you're you're asked for one of those things (laughs) yeah and you know the editor who cut this his name is ahmet um he's amazing and how i've always kind of seen him work is that he dissects everything to stems and tastefully kind of add stuff where it needs to. Um, he definitely leans his uh, mixes on the light side. It's not too cluttered with everything. That's mm-hmm. why that's why the sentimental moments and the stop downs for dialogues really kind of stand out. And the big moments when they do hit, especially like the action sequence and stuff, um, he chose not to, not just to line it up after, let's say, um, like at uh, two oh eight. After I, I let me let's just say one forty one with the bicep reload and yeah, stuff like that. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, it, you know it leans into. That's, uh, I'm sorry yeah. on YouTube. You know it shows like the the graph or like the bar of like the yeah. most replayed moments. That's the most replayed moment of this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so let me uh, let me kick into that. Ethan, that's not who we are. <laughs> that awesome signature sound you know i don't i don't post sound design placements but if it was my sound design for his biceps i would have posted about it <laughs> so good so how is he oh you know same old ethan here we go, ramping up into it. What the hell is he doing? I find it best not to look. So good. Yeah, it's uh, it does that uh, subversive take right there at the end. It, you think it's gonna end with a the three sixteenth uh, notes, dun dun dun, but it doesn't. It lands on the what? It does the dotted sixteenth, John John John, and then it goes into the with the <laughs> with the bus before it hits the end card. Um, and after one forty one, it it doesn't just rely on the downbeat at that point. It relies on that rhythm because dun, dun, how do dun. we? Yeah. How do we perpetuate uh, the theme without making it repetitive or cheesy, but still uh, use it as an anticipatory moment for the trailer? So after 141 with the bicep reload, we're just leaning on that uh, the dotted 16. Don't, 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 And then it repeats itself at 208, and that's what they use for the actual uh, ramp. But if you notice at 208, they don't increase the harm they don't like add a harmony or a layer on that they definitely rely on the footage but they also rely on sound design underneath it to really perpetuate that it's moving on and i think that it goes into a library queue right there for like very brief as he's running into the helicopter Mm -hmm. and then boom we're back into uh the theme you know so like we get a little bit of a payoff of the theme and then boom we're back into friction for the title card just excellent 
really everything yeah. everything you possibly want is in this trailer it's so good yeah like if we like had to like send a time capsule into space of like the 10 top trailers and stuff this would this would definitely be in there <laughs> yeah which is obviously you know we did a episode like that for halloween uh, our top 10 horror trailers and we'll do one for every other trailer as well soon and i that's obviously going to be on everyone's list because it's just so good it yeah. just utilizes I, everything we'll, we'll so do that perfectly. next episode we'll do like the top 10 all-time trailers between us you know perfect yeah so uh yeah that's that trailer it's just man i can watch that a thousand more times is i remember just uh it's just it's just so cool it's also cool to see a trailer that kind of allows itself to kind of take a breather and then boom go right back into it so it's it a lot of the times when i see uh not so much trailers but trailer tracks it you know it kind of gets in its own way by just like okay we have to be at 100 and be at 100 the entire time but these are one of the moments that we kind of talked about in some of the sub acts of our trailer structure last episode where a trailer track can indeed go down after the act two, after like the so-called quote unquote build moment, get into like a little bit more of a somber place um, to build up to kind of accentuate what the big section was going to sound like. Cause you can't get big without getting small. So like uh, I feel like a lot of those small moments, especially interjected in between allows for these big moments and allows the editor to kind of think about their cut also and having moments where like, Oh, we might add dialogue here and it won't get in the way with a big giant wall of brass, you know? So it's one of those things where, uh, this, this is, a also a very good, uh, structural reference as well on how things build, how things pull back and then how they really unleash at the end. Yeah. But it's not just one cue, you know, it's like multiple elements going into this. It's a trail. It's a catalog cue. It's a, the custom imagine dragons. Yeah. It's all the sound design. It's that really great Amit edit. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day when people were asking me like great examples of, of a trailer cue. And I think we, maybe we even talked about doing this episode of breaking down a trailer cue, but we're like, you know what, let's just break down a trailer, but it's different because you're never going to deliver this cue from zero to two thirty in this structure unless you're for some crazy reason working to picture and you know you're on like v30 or something so it's like I, people are always say you know watch trailers and rescore the trailers and stuff like yeah i mean that's good practice but it's sort of un- impractical to me you're never going to submit that to a publisher because I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to see all these like little peaks and valleys and stops and, you know, this crazy structure. I'm going to be like, what is this? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I think that, I think you can go like, you know, both ways and stuff. I think, uh, I think scoring trailers is always, it's a fun exercise. Um, I don't ever feel like I did that. A lot of the things I would do when I was uh, working, I remember working with some composers and they would just pull up uh, scenes and sequences um, just to get general guidelines. And I, I find myself doing that a lot of the times too, where I'm not so reliant on, oh, is this cutting the way it's cutting in this trailer and trying to line it up? Uh, it's more of like the general guide points for me. I'm like, oh man, this is whole big montage at the very end. Would my music sort of substantiate that, you know? That's always a really good exercise for me. Not even so much like the, the the sort of timeline of the trailer. I never just, I just kind of leave it on and then I have it on loop or something like that so that when I'm playing, I can kind of just glance up at the screen and see if it's kind of relatively within the, the intensity that I want, you know? But I don't know. I always, 
for some reason, when I'm writing a catalog queue, I always put in like an act to be, and then it's always soft before it gets big. I don't know, but you know, I'm not the best catalog person to kind of reference on that, but that's just what I always do. I just, I, 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 for some reason, it's just from like a listening standpoint too, that maybe it's, I'm annoyed with my own music where I'm just like, I need a break from it before it goes (laughs) into the big section. So yeah, as an aside, since we're talking about like rescoring trailers, um, and this isn't a knock, I got a I got a um, submission this week, and someone sent me their reel where they took their trailer cues and placed them over another trailer, but yeah. it wasn't cut to the trailer. You know, it wasn't like a re, it wasn't a rescore. It was just their music over a trailer, so I could visualize what it might look like in a trailer. And I I just want to like tell people maybe don't do that. Um, <laughs> Because it's really off-putting because the action points and the hit points aren't in the right spot or, you know, it just, the the cuts aren't right. And it just really made me feel weird <laughs> trying to listen to it. I actually had to not look at the video and just listen to the to the cue to get a good idea of it. And I let them know, you know, like for, for the future, I'd just send a streaming audio. Um, that's just a little, little aside while I was thinking of it. Side note, since we're talking about submissions, please, please, please put everything at one link for me, please. <laughs> yeah. And, and streaming. I, I got some more SoundCloud this week and I wanted to give the guy notes. And so I went back through, there was like five tracks and I went back to the first track to listen to it and give notes and a freaking ad popped up. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not giving notes. Um, I'm, my note is don't use SoundCloud is basically what I told him. And yeah. Well, the you know, it's always awesome when I get SoundCloud. I'm like, hey, it would be great if I can submit this to like you guys. And like, you know, it'd be great to get notes. And then I would click it in SoundCloud and it shows like 500 plays on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so we're the uh, 500th publisher you've sent this to or like <laughs> 501st, bro. <Sweet. laughs> you know. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 definitely interesting. Please consolidate the links uh and send the highest res quality possible. And something I've been really doing with composers also is that um just keep an open mind about uh submitting to publishers. If we do have if we're really interested in giving notes and kind of pushing forward with it, just bear with it. <laughs> like as much yeah. as like we all love our V ones and stuff like that, we're I feel like the easiest composers I work with are the ones that are just doing the notes and doing the revisions wherever it needs to go to get to this standpoint where it's uh we feel hyped and comfortable pitching it. Um, so like, you know, just bear with it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the, uh, submission portion of our podcast. (laughs) We always have to have a little bit just to let you know. (laughs) And now a commercial. (laughs) Yeah. And now here's our commercial break. Um, but, uh, yeah. So in terms of, uh, rescoring trailers and stuff, um, use it as a personal exercise, but please don't submit to us. Um, your versions of what trailers could be and stuff just because um (laughs) i feel like it it almost hurts you more than it helps you because one if it works really well for it it's not like we can pitch it for the same campaign that you've been rescoring to but two it it puts us it puts you in a different like box and category then it may it might typecast you into this certain like thing and we might not be able to expand see what else you can really be able to do or for us to be able to imagine where your music can really lie and stuff because i've worked with composers before in the past and they've sent me 20 30 cues of a very particular genre 
And then within those, I noticed they did one thing in the track in each one better than the others. So I had him switch gears and just use this particular instrument. And then it came out amazing. And then we realized that he's been writing the wrong music his entire career, you know, like, (laughs) so, um, yeah. So yeah, don't box yourself in and a lot and, you know, sort of, it's a collaborative moment. So we should be able to kind of see the music and kind of, if we can imagine what a campaign is for, then you're just off on to a better start. Yep. And this wasn't a a trail, uh, catalog submission it was just a new composer reaching out and so i wanted to give them feedback and sort of like give some development and it was hard because (laughs) the i ended up doing it anyways but i let them know like dude you can't send me something (laughs) where a commercial is going to play when i start to get to work because it's like we're we're, we're all busy you know we're just busy (laughs) also yeah it's also hard when they don't master it's not like they're throwing a limiter on it or anything so i'm cranking the my speakers to listen to it and then a quiznos ad or something would pop up and blow out the speakers and i damn near fall off my chair so it's (laughs) like (laughs) don't do that a little off topic but i mean this is just stuff that we need to talk about Hey, it's our podcast. If we if we want to switch gears and talk about submissions and stuff, let's we can do it. We We're do on that. episode ten. <laughs> <laughs> We're professionals, okay? Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. Is there uh, anything else you want to talk about about this Fallout trailer? I mean, we could really get in depth on the. Let's, you know what? Blah blah blah. I'm talking weirdly. Let's t- let's listen to the Imagine Dragons custom that kicks in at 102. Yeah. Um, just just to hear a little bit about that since we're talking about the fallout yeah. motif or the mission possible motif. You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Please don't make me go through you. How many times has Hunt's government betrayed him, disavowed him, cast him aside? So what I love about that is that the vocals are in there, they get the point across, and then they drop out for all these edits with the dialogue and the effects. So you don't have a lot of that like awkward side chaining. And what I mean is you've got like, I don't, I, I don't know if they do it manually, I'm not an editor, but basically when dialogue comes in, the volume of the cue drops down. So mm-hmm. if you were only listening to that cue, it'd be like, you know, loud then quiet then loud then quiet then loud then quiet because that's where the dialogue parts are so you don't want to step on the dialogue of you know um tom cruise (laughs) for example yeah no definitely and this is one of those examples where um there are kind of two customs that you usually would get you get a custom with either just a full mix or you get a custom with at the very least an instrumental acapella right um, you know, like I would include stems in that. And this sounds definitely like a track that they had stems for because it just, it was clean. So they're able to have this whole trailer. Like I would imagine that this whole trailerization was done. They had all these elements. The editor took it from a stem level also and was able to use it. I appreciate any sort of accent point that wasn't like just a gargantuan hit or something. It was just a floor tom. It was a zon, 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 you know, and then it kind of goes into it, get, gets the point across. And then at a certain moment, they can just duck it out or use the instrumental version of the trailerizations just to have there. And then uh, 
the piano chords aren't in the original friction cue. So that piano chord was actually used, which I believe is the same. I I believe it's the same uh, piano chord stem that's in the open of the trailer. Yeah. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah. So like they were able to kind of bring that in as soon as they get to that moment where they need to really express a lot more serious uh, dialogue and really, and it's funny because all the really serious dialogue in this is when he's not involved in it. So it's about him. And then that's when we kicked right back into the, to the trailer and the trailerization of it. It's a, it's a very light touch trailerization, which is always really fun to do. And it's very delicate because it almost, how, how it is on the client side, it really is like, how do we make this elevated without stepping on the throat of Imagine Dragons to make the point across, you know, it's not so much taking this and just changing it completely. Like the integrity is like 95% Imagine Dragons with like a 5% sprinkle of everything. And this is a trailer that sort of uh, prioritizes its pacing and storytelling over its, um, I guess, over the music. And then it, it's it's still tasteful, though. I yeah. feel like because it's so minimal, when they can ramp it up just a touch more, especially in the bathroom scene where they're fighting, mm-hmm. it feels that much more it's impactful. More impactful, yeah. It's it, There's so much breathing room in this trailer yeah. all the way through, yet it's super emotional and super impactful. It's just... It's like a goosebumpsy type thing, even if you're not a Mission Impossible fan. Yeah, and like it was very bold too for the studio because it's not like Friction was like their most popular song at the time, you know. It was, no. but it's just like when you're listening to it, it's perfect for it. And that guitar riff that they actually use for it, it's just like, well, that could work, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like you couldn't just... do this with Radioactive. Oh, uh, you could because it's about <laughs> Fallout. <laughs> but I, I bet someone did that. I bet they have a a version yeah. on a hard drive somewhere with radioactive yeah some editor out there is just like i wish they used mine <laughs> oh boy but, <laughs> but yeah it's a it's a it's a great trailer and it's just really uh and i think it's i think what this trailer really excels at that we always talk because we always talk about like the really big trailerizations we always talk about yeah. the giant or orchestral wall-to-wall sound and how it like Louder is better in so many ways. And we were analyzing this trailer, which at its core, it's still a pretty light overlay, but it's one of those trailers that uh, will stand the test of time. Like another trailer that's exactly like this in terms of how tasteful it is and how it keeps the original integrity. And another legendary trailer is Logan. You know, Logan, that was the other one I was going to suggest. Yeah. But I feel like this one just had uh, a lot more that we could have talked Sync about points yeah. and stuff to talk about. Whereas that one really just leans into the downbeats like boom, we're in the downbeat here. Boom. We're in the downbeat there. When you listen to it, it's very tasteful. You know, it was like, what was it like a Johnny cash hurt? You know, yeah. you know what? Today walking with my daughter, I yeah. talked about the Logan trailer cause we were talking about trailers and you know, it's just one of those trailers that is always going to come to mind. And I was explaining to her how, you know, hurt is a nine inch nail song. Johnny cash covered it. They used it in this trailer, and now yeah. like no one ever for, for the rest of eternity is going to be able to use Hurt in a trailer, even like the Nine Inch Nails version of it, because never it's, ever again. It's so iconic and <laughs> synchronous with Logan. Yeah, um, Ben Snyder cut that one, and it is to this day I think listed as one of the top ten best trailers. We're giving away Crazy next episode. Also- <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, which is also crazy if you really think about it, because that's also like a heavy rated R movie, <laughs> like a super heavy rated R movie. From 2018. And no, I think it might be 2017, it's, 2018. It, it's yeah, it's it's definitely earlier because uh, I we <laughs> I don't even think I was working in the industry when that trailer came out. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, we always talk about the big ball to the wall, kind of big giant sound, but like it's a lot of these real slow burn delicate touch trailers and stuff that really make it at least in this time period you know who knows um there's so many great trailers out there and um yeah uh these just resonate for me i don't know absolutely yeah they're two great ones all right so this week we've sort of talked a lot about this mission impossible trailer and we're coming up on about an hour. We don't want to take everyone's time. But next week, we're going to start focusing more on some listener questions. And we've got kind of a big one that we're going to talk about. But we also have some smaller ones that we're going to talk about. So just keep sending those in. Via Discord is always great. But you can email them to help at trailertherapypod.com. Uh, or Facebook. Send us a DM. Send Brian or me a DM. I'm also Brian. So send Brian or Brian a DM. Brian or Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll we'll definitely get back into asking some of these questions. It's been a little crazy with the holiday. And some of the questions that we've gotten are just are pretty intense. And it's going to take a little bit more than just, you know, five seconds tacked on at the end of an episode to, to get into. So, yeah, look forward to that next week. But in the meantime, follow us on social media. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Join the Discord, ask us some questions, give us some feedback, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, check out Facebook. That's where we're posting a lot of these trailers that we're talking about each week, letting you know which ones are dropping, the ones that we're really excited about, especially if we know who the composers were or the publishers at least and who cut them because we want to post trailers that we have all that information about. So if you did a trailer and you want us to post about it, Send it in, let us know so that we have that extra information and we can start posting even more of those because it's just Brian and I doing the research, digging through social yeah. media and asking friends and colleagues. And that's that's a really good point, you know, and like it's not like this is monetized for us uh, for the trailer reports and everything. It's really just a teaching moment for a lot of people. They're like, oh, I wonder who did this. Oh, I wonder who did that and stuff. And it's always been really exciting to talk to different publishers. Uh, should we like write information? They kind of give us more in depth on uh, names and composers that were involved. Um, this is like a good call call to action for publishers. Also, if you yep. guys are uh, land something and you guys have all the information, just let us know so that we can make sure everything's sort of like you know accurately recorded. You know, we're treating this like an archive for future for the future. So this is this is our yearbook. <laughs> yeah. Sign our yearbook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, send us a DM and yeah, give us that five stars. It's always great. We did it. We did it. So cue the outro music.